0: podcast, Answer Man, episode number 113. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Today, I am going to be taking a couple questions that have been emailed in and sitting in the Folder for the podcast Answer Man for a while. We're going to talk about business cards, the look of your website, choosing the right domain names, equipment feedback, and more. That's right, folks. We're going to start things off right where they should be and that is answering questions here on the podcast answer man podcast and so the first question today comes from our friend matt out there and he says today i was listening in the car to some podcast answer man episodes and i had a few questions of my own the first question is what do people look for in a business card should there be a lot of graphics or just a logo and a solid color his second question has to do with websites. You know, should he have a banner at the top and should he have a logo and and should the text kind of just jump out at you? And and, he, and I guess what he wants here is just a little bit of a, a design look and feel. What what kind of grabs people and, and how important are these elements? And this is something that um, some podcasters don't ask themselves. And this is something I wish they really would Consider a little bit more, especially when you consider going into iTunes and doing a search for a podcast. In fact, I'm just going to encourage you just to open up iTunes real quick. Even if you yourself as a podcast listener do not listen using or do not subscribe to podcasts using iTunes, I really suggest that you go and download iTunes and see how your podcast is looking in that directory. And uh, I will tell you, go ahead and go to the iTunes store. And do a search for financial podcast and then click see all under the podcast section and take a look at the different ways that those podcasts look. And, and I'm not doing it here right now. I've just done this enough with my clients to be able to tell you there are some podcasts, you know, that, that just with the album artwork alone, you're going to make some kind of judgment on what that content probably is like and for those of us who are subscribed to a lot of podcasts we know that there's some really good stuff out there and there's some not so good stuff out there and and i i'm of the opinion and and there this may or may not be true in fact it it, it probably has no correlation whatsoever however in my mind when i go to itunes and first of all if i don't see any album artwork altogether all i see is the little default itunes logo for a podcast well, then, I automatically judge that content as being something that's probably very unprofessional, very unpolished, and actually sounds like somebody in their bedroom with the fan on in the background, and and uh, just you know rambling on and on. Which for you, maybe that's your favorite kind of podcast, and that that's cool. But you know, when it comes to financial podcasts, that you know, I am looking for something a little bit more professional, and so therefore, yeah. Basically, you want to have something. That, you want to have at least some artwork up there. Now, the thing is, though, is is there are some. If you go through this search, there are going to be some people who have some artwork where you know what. Probably the iTunes default logo would have been better, uh, and 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 if that says anything, I already told you what the i the iTunes default logo communicates to me even though it's not always true because i've actually sit down with a client and says take a look at these what do you think this podcast sounds like just by looking at the just the visual element of their artwork and the name of their show and stuff like that well gosh i bet that sounds awful and i play it and then all of a sudden it's like wow that sounds really good and this guy knows what he's done. Ta- this guy needs a little bit of a iTunes makeover. You know, he needs a he needs a new three hundred by three hundred album artwork image, and uh, probably needs to consider changing the name of his podcast. You know, I think it might do him a little justice. And there are some out there, there are some out there. And I said, what do you think? You know, would you listen to this podcast? And and we're looking at the album artwork, and boy, does it look sharp. I mean, it looks like. Th- there this guy right here, this, this must be some kind of fortune 500 company putting out you know like a, a professional program and and we double click on it and we listen and preview one of the episodes. and by golly, it sounds like crap, and it's something we would never listen to. But we clicked on it and we at least gave it a try based upon the fact that it had awesome looking album artwork. And so the look of your logo, your design, your podcast, it is the first impression. And this is something that I try to tell people, um, my clients all the time. It's like, listen, you know, we can get you some awesome sound. We, that, that is not a problem. In fact, I'm going to demonstrate that today uh, for, uh, for the 3AM Ministries podcast. Oh, my goodness, I can't wait to share this with you. But anyway, uh, we can get you some awesome sound. But having some album artwork and, and having a logo, if, I mean, it, you don't have to have a logo, but just an album artwork. If you go into the um, iTunes Music Store, let me give you some, some examples uh, that I'm, I'm pretty proud of. Uh, if you go to iTunes Music Store and do a search for Almost Daily Devotional, that's it. Those three words, Almost Daily Devotional. And when you look at that artwork, you'll see that it's got a, a clean, very fresh-looking uh, setting, and and it's uh, it's even a, an image that even evokes peace and calmness. And it's a very clean, uncluttered uh, desktop table with an open Bible laid out on top of it, and that's it. It's very clean, very, but it's the almost daily devotional. If you go to Family from the Heart, go go do a search for Family from the Heart. And when you go there, you're going to see an image of a photo album. And in the photo album, it's kind of, got a sepia tone to it. Again, very common feeling. It evokes a little bit of an emotion. And you see that the, you know, the front has an image on it and it has a heart on it. So a family from the heart. Um, so, so yeah. So basically when people are searching for this, these, uh, pieces of content you're up against lots and lots of other shows and most of the time it's it starts out with a graphical logo driven or not logo driven but a artwork driven search of your podcast sure the name of your podcast is associated to your artwork and it's over there to the right or right below it depending on what search result you're looking at but it's still, it, your eye gravitates to the graphics. So with that being said, it's, I think it's important to spend a little bit of time. And in fact, here, here's the deal. Uh, if you're on a tight budget, if you're on an extremely tight budget and you're, you're getting by on very inexpensive equipment and, and y- it can be done. Let me tell you, I, I started out podcasting in December of 2005 and I started out with a $25 headset microphone from Best Buy and and I was on a tight budget. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And I made my own artwork and it was ugly as all get out. And I'll tell you that I knew it was ugly when all of a sudden my listeners started seeing it and it's like, hey I'm an, a graphic artist and I'd love to produce this artwork for you and I'm like, okay, that's great. And so see if you can get a friend that will do this for you. Now here's the deal. If you're spending a lot of money a lot of money on equipment. I mean, let's just say you're spending more than three dollars or $400 on audio equipment. Why not spend 80 bucks and have somebody design for you a 300 by 300 artwork piece of logo? If you're interested in something like that, I could probably help you out. If not, and you want something a little bit beyond my graphical abilities, I have lots of people to connect with that I can forward you on to. And, and, but I, I, I do, I feel like it's that important to, I mean, to really just invest. It's a one time investment and it's something that's going to represent you and carry you throughout, you know, the look and feel of your, of your site from that point forward. So, so once you have your, in, in my opinion, that's the first place you start is your 300 by 300 album artwork. Now I'm gonna go, Matt, to your to to your second question, and then take you back to the website. Okay, I'm gonna take you back to the website. The website is also very important that it looks decent. Now it doesn't. You don't have to spend a ton of money on a website. Um, you as long as I I feel like a a website needs to be a couple things, especially for a podcast. Especially for a podcast, I think it needs to uh, represent a couple words. Clean organized and simple clean organized and simple and i will tell you that i sometimes push the borderline on the or you know the simple part now my stuff is very organized there's no question about the organization my my stuff is pretty simple except or or, i'm sorry um pretty clean except for the some sometimes i i lose out on the simpleness like for example if you go to PodcastAnswerMan.com. You'll see that my sidebar just seems to be cluttered with so much stuff, but it's still simple. Uh, it, it, it's still it's still easy to understand. There's not like stuff happening over here on the left, blinking and spinning and all that stuff. And then over on the right, you got uh, more things over there that kind of offset your you know distract you from reading what's most important, which is the content, the show notes, and and stuff like that. And 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 as far as how to navigate through the site, how to get to older episodes, those kind of things should be very easy. For example, your website, imagine this is what your website is. It is the archive. It is the place to go back and find information that, you know, for example, I'm recording episode number 113. If I were to refer to you guys and say, hey, guys, you want to listen to episode number 17 of Podcast Answer Man? and here's how you get there go to PodcastAnswerMan.com and do this and and people should be able to follow that process pretty simply now one of the things that i did for organization purposes is that if you notice on all of my podcast episode headings um, i do a three digit number the name of the pod, uh, the, the name of the podcast which is podcast Answer Man, and then i do um, hyphen the name of the episode so if for me for me to find episode 13, now I'm going to try it here and, and watch. Hopefully I don't fail. Um, I'm in the search box on the top right-hand corner. If I do 013, then space, podcast, space, answer, space, man, I'm just going to hit search, and boom, it right there. Oh, my goodness. No way. No way. It's episode 13, and the title of that episode, and I swear I did not I did not do this but it says the look of it's episode 13 the look of your audio podcast that is hilarious that is hilarious but anyway it's it's the same deal you 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 need to probably consider the look of your podcast the organization of your podcast how easy do you make it for people to find content when you tell them to go back to the episode and, and go look up this you know this show um, and and the notes are there uh, you know make sure it's clean, make sure it's simple, but also make sure it looks good. I mean it it doesn't have to you don't have to spend a lot of money on graphics and logos, although some of those things can kind of make it pop. In fact look podcast answer man, I've not done anything to to really change the, the top header of my of my site. That's because I spend so much time working on client sites. But if you look at it, it's just podcast in orange and then Answer Man in Blue. That that's it. Podcast Answer Man. It, it it's pretty plain, pretty simple, but it's it's to the point, easy to read. But you know, there's there are other graphical elements that do make my site uh, pop a little bit. And that is, you know, the the little. If you go to any of the show notes recently, you'll see the the little rectangle with rounded corners with my car, comic image and uh the podcast answer man logo and everything. So so there you go. I mean it, you do see a little bit of that. And as far as my comic image, um it, people ask me quite often where did where did you get that done? And that's over at geekculture.com and then you want to click to when you get there, you go through the link to go to the portraits by Nitrozac. And digital portraits by nitrozac uh, they start at one hundred and ninety five dollars, but uh, that's, that's quite expensive. However, you know, relatively for many people. And, and and to be honest with you, with the budget that I started this business on, and and I, I I got this done when I first launched my launched my business. And and quite honestly, it's because I wanted to create some business cards. And so. Uh, I went to, to NitroZac, and the reason I went to them is because that's the people who did This Week in Tech and and uh, Callie Lewis and some other folks out there that have these, these comic images, and it's like, you know, those look quality. They look professional, and for me, I wanted something that looked professional. And so that I paid the money for it. And, 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 and sure, it, it, that, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks to have something. And that was just the image. That doesn't include the design of the business card or anything like that. That's just that image, but it's there for many things. In fact, if you go to podcastanswerman.com, you'll see that it's, uh, the, I, I shrunk it down to a little favicon, uh, so that it's the little 16 by 16 pixel square up at the, up in your browser. Um, it's also my avatar on Twitter and uh, almost every other social networking site out there that I'm on. And, and uh, I, I use it throughout. So, And of course, even on the album artwork of this podcast, you'll see it. But yeah, I, I believe in representing, uh, at least communicating through your website and through your artwork that, you know what, this content that I'm creating... I think it's important enough for me to even invest in the look and the aesthetics of it so that you are, so so that it's appealing to you and and that it's not painful to look at. No, I mean and and that's that's really the way I think about that. And and I've had a lot of great comments. Now, um, I'm getting ready probably this week to relaunch a new design of gspn.tv. Now gspn.tv will be entering its like fifth revision of its website. And and the reason for that is because I'm I'm consistently changing, you know, what I think is simple and and how I want to navigate how I want people to navigate through the content that I have. And I'm constantly thinking, you know, how can I make this more clean? How can I make this more simple? How can I make this more organized? And and how can I communicate who we are, what we're doing? And and how can we have that professional look and feel? And so those are those are things that are very important. Now, Matt, I happen to know that you're a younger guy and you're out there and, and, and so the budget's limited, but I even believe with your ability and, and um if I'm not mistaken, is that you that's doing the photography? I, I can't remember. But anyway, play around with it and and the one thing I will tell you is that I remember when I did like the the second or the third re- revision of Gspn.tv And I remember right after I finished completing the site, I'm like, wow, this looks beautiful. And if I were to look at it today, I look and I say, oh, my gosh, does that look horrible? Here's the deal. Your your site can be ever evolving. And just like my podcasting, my sound of my podcast, I started out with a $25 microphone. I then upgraded to a very inexpensive mixer and an inexpensive xlr microphone so it was a slow process it was a slow build you don't have to have everything out hit everything out of the park first time around but it is important i believe to definitely have something that looks good now as far as what do people look for in a business card that's a that's a very difficult question for me to answer You know, being in sales, I will tell you that I used to give out a lot of business cards, and I used to get a lot of business cards, doing a lot of face-to-face networking with people. And I will tell you, I have been getting um, business cards from OvernightPrints.com, and I, I just, I just went to their site before while I was preparing for here, and I find found out that they have an affiliate program. And so um, I'm, I signed up for an affiliate program with them, hoping that I'll I'll get approved pretty quickly. Um, if but you I mean don't worry about it. If you want to go over there and you need to get some business cards right away, go ahead. But uh, eventually I'll have that affiliate program set up. And uh, but but I've been using them forever, and they have the most awesome business cards. They have a very thick card stock, and believe it or not, the the thickness of your card really makes a difference. Even even forget about the design for just a second. Just the feel of one of my business cards compared to about 95% of all other business cards. Yeah, it, it, it's it's huge. It's a difference. And so it's a very thick card stock. Not only that, but um, I really enjoy full color business cards and full bleed. That means that, the, that you have like a, a background image uh, and and these are my personal preferences, but a full bleed background image that that kind of takes up the entire card and your your information and it and and it's the same thing it, it kind of information that you know has a little pop to it you know have a little graphic on there, whether it be a logo or whatever but but have it be something that looks professional looks very high quality in fact uh, a great place to go um is iStockPhoto.com. I, the letter I and then StockPhoto.com. And I, I have an account there and I'm always looking to, to help clients design some things. And so that's where I go to grab some stuff. In fact, have, head over to PursuingABalancedLife.com and look at my, my uh, balanced rocks. You know, I've gotten so many compliments on that. And that was an image that I got over there at uh, iStockphoto.com. But yeah, so basically business cards, um, I like to have something that's a, that's a very graphical in nature that communicates the essence of what your card represents, whether that be insurance, whether that be podcasting, whether that be, you know, um, home furnishings, you know, I, I like to have some graphics to go along with it. I like my card to be so, to look so good to look so so of such high quality that people actually feel bad if they throw it away. That that I, that's what I want them to feel. I want them to feel bad for throwing it away. And and it, there are some cards that are just little text here and a little text there and and whatever and and but it it it's easy for me to just toss that in the trash. But e- even as people are cleaning out their wallets or their pockets and they're tossing things in the trash, I'll tell you it's the ones that have a really catchy you know something or other to it that that at least before I toss it in the trash, I look at it again. And you may think that's unimportant. It's like, well, gosh, Cliff, you still throw it in the garbage can. Well, the uh, the truth is, is that it, that that person's face or that person's name, that person's business name, something stuck there. And when I'm down going down the road, and somebody needs internet marketing uh, expertise, it's like, oh, what was that one with the target on it? Oh yeah, that was like target research and marketing you know or whatever i'm just making this up but but yeah that's that's how it works and it's like oh podcast answer man i remember that card and it's like oh that guy that i see his comic image uh that's i see him on twitter all the time let me go over to twitter and i'm sure he's got a twitter message that that's him cliff gspn on on twitter and and so yeah it, it it catches and 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 so yeah that that's how i feel about that all right, so we're going to move on to the next question. And uh, the next question comes from Tess. She says, hey, Cliff, I realize I've already had my hour of consulting with you, but I figured maybe I would uh, you would take pity on me and share your opinion on this uh, question. I know you love marketing and community-based aspects of podcasting. I Let's see here. I have been thinking a lot about how I can best encompass, uh, encompass what it is that I want to podcast about. Initially, I wanted to podcast about the powerswitch.org.uk community, which is focused on the end of cheap energy and renewables and eco-living and so on. So I was going to set up the Power Switch podcast. Then I realized that this was too narrow and wouldn't interest those who knew nothing about the energy industry, but were were more focused on... um, more focused on environmentalism or social justice or even growing fruits and vegetables and keeping chickens. And I want to talk about all of these people. Eventually, I figured out that ultimately what I'm most interested in is a sustainable lifestyle with minimal, with minimal uninteresting work for hire. Uh, let's see here. I'm in the middle of a big downshifting experiment and everything else is viewed on the light side of that goal. No, no, everything else is viewed in the light of that goal. So I figured I would, I should uh, primarily podcast about downshifting. This, is, let's see, this is an audience I'm most interested in, and sharing my experience with, and learning from. Everything else really comes under that umbrella. That's why, um, that's the wise what's and the hows. The question then becomes, what podcast name and what donate what domain name? I could get downshiftpodcast.com, but that is bad that but is it bad to have podcast in the domain? Does that cheapen the site? Does the blog on the site would be centered around the podcast, but should I lock myself into the into the word podcast in the site? I could use downshiftproject.com instead. How do you feel about the how do you feel about hyphens like downshift hyphen project? dot uh, com, for example. Uh I've also been considering something slightly more obtuse like downcurve.com, which speaks to the overlap of my downshifting lifestyle and the wide economic downturn uh that has a slightly snappier, funkier feel. What's your gut feeling about the about what works and what doesn't? I would love to make this voice p- feedback, but I don't want people sneaking off to register my domains. all right so absolutely A couple things. first of all, does does the word podcast um, cheapen your do, your site's domain? well my my feeling on this is that it, you don't need to use the word podcast in your domain although I have several domains that do have podcast in it like for example, full go to fulltime mompodcast.com. And the only reason we put podcast in that domain name is because somebody else already had fulltimemom.com. dot com. And matter of fact, let me I I forget who has that. Let's see here. If I go to fulltime dot com, um, it goes to one of those places that you know they they hold on to these uh things. It doesn't look like anything's there about us uh if you have a mission place it here yeah so basically it's just somebody who's holding that domain so i figured if somebody accidentally goes to fulltimemom.com they're going to clearly find out very quickly based upon the the content of their of stephanie and sarah's show that that's not the site and they make it a point to say fulltimemompodcast.com each time so um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it cheapens her brand to have that there. Um, There are some places where I think it's actually quite helpful to have podcasts in it. Now, for example, Grey's Anatomy com, Desperate Housewives Podcast.com, uh, Heroes Fan com. Those are very clear and to the point. And when people go in and they type in, um, let me, I haven't done this, but let me just try this, Grey's anatomy podcast and let me just hit search there and it look doesn't look like we show up and oh yeah we are i'm actually the um uh, third in the list so there's the the official one from greys uh from the abc.com and then there's another one that lists to the official and then the third one is generally speaking production network greys anatomy Uh, podcast and you'll notice that it actually shows up under gspn.tv slash category slash entertainment slash gafp which is basically i just purchased that domain and had it forward to that category where it lists all those episodes so um yeah that so there are there are times when i think putting podcast in the title is very useful now in in tess's scenario here i don't think podcast would serve her well because downshifting this idea and and of course it was the first time i had ever heard of downshifting but but uh, I i i did a search for this when she sent me the email i was like yeah downshifting is something is, there's a community of people out there who and it's, it's basically an idea of of living more simply and 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 being a little bit more self-sufficient not completely and totally but being more self-sufficient not not having to, um, you know starting to grow your own vegetables and 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 using less energy and 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 trying to to you know just take it easier and and so downshifting is definitely something that that's out there now uh, po- podcast is not something people typically are gonna be looking for when they think about downshifting but um, you know downshiftpodcast.com, the thing is, is her blog she says is going to be centered around her podcast but her podcast her blog, could end up becoming a place and a resource of its own and the and that the podcast actually feeds into the blog. So, yeah, I the idea of locking into that that domain name um, when you say downshiftpodcast.com, I would think of that as a in my mind as a site that is specifically going to be devoted to show notes of the podcast whereas if you did went with downshiftproject.com, then um, then it, what would happen in essence is it's like downshiftproject.com. That sounds like the name of a great resourceful blog on downshifting. And the, ha- the fact that you have the Downshift Project podcast, it, it, it still fits. And so I really like that. Now, how do I feel about hyphens? Um, here's the deal. Uh, it, I, I'm not a huge fan of hyphens, although Google is for... Google ranking. So, so if you had, if somebody else had downshiftproject.com, and you wanted to do downshift-project.com, uh, then that would work and it'll help you in your Google rankings. However, uh, first things first, um, you may have a trademark or a copyright issue if somebody else is already using downshift project, uh, and if somebody's holding that name as a domain, like full-time mom, but it's not being used for any kind of special site or organization then it may not be that that big of a deal uh but uh the thing is is the problem i have with hyphens is that you know let me i I do this all the time i listen to a podcast called pray as you go all right and and let me just let me just see if i can if i can even remember it pray hyphen as hyphen you hyphen go dot com. let me see if that's it and that's it yeah Pray hyphen as hyphen you hyphen go and it actually takes you dot to dot or it forwards you to dot org all right or it forwards you to a page that says go to the pray hyphen as hyphen you hyphen go dot org I let me tell you I want to promote that 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 little devotional podcast more than I do but it's too darn hard it's too darn hard so let me just go to pray as you go Dot .org. Let me see what that does. Oh, well the thing is is they they actually ha- they own prayasyougo.org uh and they they forward it to prayasyou now I, at least i know this now. prayasyougo.com. Let's try that one. Okay, uh there's nothing there. prayasyougo.com. Uh yeah, definitely nothing there. So prayasyougo.org. That is excellent. Now I now because this is a perfect example because I know that I can actually say, "Hey guys, I was listening to this devotional today over at prayasyougo.org." And and, and it's going to be huge. It's going to be so different for me. Uh, but yeah, the hyphens is just a little much. <laughs> uh, go to full hyphen time momcom you know, if if that I definitely want it was much easier to go to fulltimemompodcast.com. And it used to be a long time ago that everybody wanted small domains. And this could be important, I guess, if you had um a business, you know, you're you're looking to put it on a business card. But no, I my, my feeling is don't go for the short podcast or short domain names. Go for the domain names that are memorable. You know, Gray's Anatomy Podcast. Podcast dot com. That's not that that that's not short. Desperate housewives dot com. Not short at all. Um it, th- those are long domain names, but they're memorable and they're easy to type in off the top of your head. And so podcastanswerman.com, GSPN.tv. Uh we have help I got a Mac.com. the name of our show, Help I Gotamac. Help I Gotamac.com. You know, it, it it it's long, but it gets in. It gets. It's easy to remember and it's easy to type in. And I would never do help hyphen i hyphen got hyphen a hyphen mac dot com. That that it 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 definitely wears me out just to even think about it. All right, so uh, with that, thank you, Tess, for your question. And by the way uh congratulations on on your podcast I know that uh it's been a uh, couple months since you put an episode out there, but I want you to know that I am subscribed to it and just so people have a a feel for um the downshift pro and she by the way this it came in from a long time ago and I waited until after she got everything all squared away before uh bringing this up but anyway here it is this is uh episode two of the downshift project podcast
1: the downshift project our land. Welcome to the Downshift Project In this edition, which will be very brief I'll just be giving you a brief introduction to what our land looks like and really what we've got to play with around here We have a curious half-acre of land to work with here at Limpets Folly. The house is a small wooden bungalow at the bottom of a steep south-facing hill. Managed sycamore oak and ash woodland lies to the west, while our neighbours have a similar property also bounded by woodland. Neither of us are complete newbies at the veg-growing lark, though Dave is more experienced than I do due to his mother having trained as a horticulturalist in her youth. She still grows the vast majority of her own fruit and veg needs in a garden far smaller than ours. Personally, until spring 2008, I hadn't even touched a seedling since I was a child. Still, it can be quite addictive watching a plant grow from the tiniest seed into something bearing edibles. For a city girl, that first homegrown radish can be quite an emotional experience.
0: All right, so there you go. Folks, check it out over at downshiftproject.com. And Tess, you're doing a great job. I I hope to hear some more from you and uh you've inspired me, stephanie, and I have uh started planting our own veg- what did you say veggies uh vegetables out in the on the back deck we we got some uh planters and and uh they're growing and and you're right it is quite addictive to watch those little things grow and and um I'm looking forward to um, using those as quickly as possible so we can have some fresh tomatoes and or are they tomatoes and in the UK, but anyway, uh, check it out. Uh, that's a great podcast. Uh, next up, I want to say uh, thank you to those of you who attended the the um, the webinar this past weekend. We had so much fun, and uh, looking forward to seeing what comes out of the the, the podcast that come out of uh, the those who attended. And if you guys want to call in and leave feedback about your feelings and experiences with the webinar. And kind of uh, promote what kind of project you're working on I'd be happy to play that here in the um, in the next show or two and so looking forward to hearing from those guys but anyway, the webinar was a huge success, and I am uh, working on scheduling the next one in fact what i what I hope to do with this is instead of me just arbitrarily picking a date, the first person who picks a day and a time that will work on my schedule to do a webinar? That's the day and time that we'll schedule it. And uh, the only thing is, is I require at least at least two weeks out so that I have plenty of time to advertise that to the mailing list and also here in the podcast so that we can uh, get as many people to join as possible. But it was a great podcast or a webinar. I'm sorry. Uh, talking about uh, equ- how to set up all the equipment, all the equipment that I'm using, um, how I have it all set up, and uh, the process I go for recording a live show, and and the workflow that I do, and how I'm able to um, really go through and 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 produce as many podcasts as I do. So anyway, thank you once again to those of you who attended. We, we it was a blast, and uh, for those who attended, they actually got an f- extra free hour. After the the two hours was up, every I made sure I knew ahead of time if anybody was on a time constraint. So we went three hours instead of just two, and uh, very very valuable time. And so I'm th- thankful for that. Next up, I have some feedback from Evan, a great friend of mine over there at the Lost is it Lost Mystery Podcast. Let me just uh, look this one up here on Google Lost Mystery Podcast. And, uh, yes, lost mystery com, And so there you go. And, um, and of course he uses podcast in the title of a show, but obviously his show is, you know, everything is for that pot for that site is centered around the podcast. So very clear there. All right. But anyway, Evan per- recently purchased an Edderall R dash 09 HR from me. And of course we're selling lots of these here, but, uh, I, I want to let you know. Most of the time, the feedback comes in email form. This, but what this came back in, in audio form. Now, with full disclosure, I did. You know, Evan did send me an email, tell me exactly how excited he was. But I, Evan and I are close enough friends that I said, "Hey, would you mind sending in any kind of audio review or your feelings and initial thoughts on the Edderall, uh that I could play in the show?" and he said sure and and I'm about ready to play that for you actually let me just go ahead and play that for you and then I'll say what I'm going to say so here's Evan and his thoughts on the Edderall recorder
2: hey Cliff Evan here I just wanted to record a quick message and let you know how much I am thoroughly enjoying the Edderall R09 Uh, your recommendation was spot on Um, Like I said, I was planning to get a a field recorder for Comic-Con so I could do some on-location recordings of panels and podcast episodes and that sort of thing. And I wanted something that would really capture the feeling of being there. And this thing will definitely do it. I I cannot wait. Um, But what's most amazing to me is how capable it is of using, you know, for working in other applications as well. Um, you can, of course, record ambient noise and get the feeling of being on a location, but it's also great for more directional work where you don't want to pick up everything in the room and you only want to pick up a single source, like what I'm doing right now, recording my voice, going into it, and trying to ignore a lot of the background noise. This thing is incredible. I I was not expecting it to have all of the different settings um, that are so easy to change. There's a series of switches on the back that are so easy to adjust that you can really dial in any number of settings for any application that you have. So I just wanted to thank you so much for the recommendation, and I cannot wait to find more ways to use this amazing piece of equipment. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. All right, so did you hear the enthusiasm
0: in his voice regarding this piece of equipment, I want to tell you that that enthusiasm comes through all the feedback that I get from every single person who's ever bought an Eterol R-09 HR recorder. I am not exaggerating when I tell you that. Now, with that being said, when I sell one of the less expensive units, those people are usually somewhat satisfied. Um, And I've shared this before. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the ederal recorder is, is not cheap. I mean, it's, it's, it's a couple hundred dollars. It's, it's, well, it's, it's about three ninety nine, Uh, and so it's not on the cheap end. And it's one of those things that, you know, if you're on a very tight budget, it's one of those things you save for a long time for. And trust me, I saved for a very long time before I could afford to pick one of these up. And anyway, it, it It's something that once you get it, you fall in love with it and you think, how could I have ever lived without it? And, and that is exactly the way that everybody responds. It, it, with what you just heard in audio form, I get that in email form from anybody who's ever purchased one of these from me. Now, with that being said, um, for $200 less, people have purchased things like the Zoom H2 recorder, and the and now the Tascam dro 7 And I want to tell you that those people are I mean they're not completely destroyed or distraught by the purchase. I mean, the fact is they're saving $200 uh that which is significant. So it's 200 instead of 400. And 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 that is a substantial savings. And I will tell you both the, the Zoom H2 and the Tascam dro 7 will both record some pretty decent audio and um, the, I'm not a fan of the Zoom H2 due to the menuing system. It is absolutely lousy. Uh, the the power switch on the Zoom H2 is lousy, um, but the sound quality of the Zoom H2 is amazing, and the microphones are really great. So, it, 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 it but the thing is, is you know, each of these sub, you know, these $200 recorders that I'm mentioning here, each of them have their own strengths and and plenty of weaknesses but these but in my opinion it's that eterol r-09hr that is the complete package i mean it's the one thing and i want to give you uh an update last week i shared with you some feedback from uh chris Oatley, uh, who shared that he you know he got his dro7 and and talked about we talked about the how excited he was to get it. I gave you some full disclosure in the last episode that he, he actually received a Tascam DR-07 that had a defect in it. It was actually recording some st- static in the line. And uh, I wanted to follow up with you and let you know that he has since received a brand new Tascam DRO 7 and, and I shipped that right out to him uh, even without having the old one shipped back yet. Uh, Once I got the RMA number from my supplier, uh, the return authorization and everything, um, basically, I gave him the account so that he could ship it back for free uh, via UPS uh, to to my supplier. And what happens in that scenario is I actually end up paying or it goes on to my account for the entire cost of that unit. And then when he returns it, uh, once they receive it, then I get a credit back on my account but that's you know this is how i do business and and you know and and the fact is is when you're dealing with electronics e- equipment it's possible that you get a dead unit or a defective unit or something like that of course in the last year and a half this is only the second time that anything's ever had to be returned so uh, i've had a huge track record and i'm i'm probably making anywhere between 5 to 9 uh, equipment sales per week and those are usually pretty sizable so uh doing a lot of equipment and hardly any time we have a problem now i asked him i said you know hey chris wanna thank you for your speedy return of the original equipment you know for getting it out there I haven't confirmed that it got back yet but i do know that he had sent it and uh and i said you know i'd love to ask you you know just want to make sure you're completely satisfied with the task cam and uh wanted to know how it's working out for you the new one <clears throat> and he wrote back and he says something that i hear all the time well not all the time that is that is an that right there that was almost an exaggeration about 6 out of 10 times i get this phrase the word until i can upgrade until i can upgrade and and so what happens is a lot of people i would say about 6 out of 10 people who buy the zoom h2 or the uh well i well and actually 100% of the time of the Cam, um uh, cuz he's the first one who's bought the Cam um that i reviewed back in episode 10101 100 anyway a lot of people will buy these units use them for a while and once they have enough money they'll they'll buy the eterol and put the other one up on ebay it happens a lot and uh he he says yeah cliff it's pretty cool this is uh talking about the Cam dr7 he says Um, something I've been reminded of is what my parents always told me about buying musical instruments and recording gear. In those situations, you always get what you pay for. Part of me wishes I wish I, I, part of me wishes I had held out for the Edderall, but this one will hold me over until I can upgrade. The benefits, though, far outweigh the complaints. I mean, it's everything I hoped for as far as ease of use which is extremely important and the Tascam will provide, Uh, mobility, absolutely, it's a small portable unit, and how it unlocks my spontaneous inspiration, etc. I look forward to recording the Lost panel in San Diego at Comic-Con. I can't wait. And so it's so funny because Evan over at the Lost Mystery Podcast is going to be uh, going to Comic-Con and recording the Lost panel, and so is Chris, from uh, his writing podcast. And so that's going to be extremely exciting to to know that these guys are going to be there, both of them from the gspn.tv and Podcast Answer Man communities. And uh, hopefully, Chris and, and Evan, you guys will be able to hook up and at least say hello. Um, and he says, I love all the compression options and the built-in mics are really good. Thanks for all your help with this, Chris. And so very happy to have a satisfied customer there. Now, this is the part of the show where um i'm gonna share with you a before and after and this is this goes to show you the difference between audio you know buying audio gear and i'm also gonna play this now i'll be honest with you i'm gonna have to probably take off my headphones because my head's going to explode um and it did when i first heard this it's like oh my gosh no way you'll you'll get to hear what i'm talking about in just one second let me go ahead this uh first of all I'm going to tell you this is from 3amministries.org and uh this is from James and Bill and they have this podcast called Revelation and Truth and um I, well first of all I'm going to give you a little bit of they they recently bar- purchased a good deal of equipment from me <clears throat> and uh we we got all that sent out to them and they did a complete relaunch of their podcast and during the first like 7 or 8 minutes of their their relaunch episode they went on and on and on about me and about uh the equipment and and stuff like that but before i play for you that bit let me play 37 seconds worth of an episode that that was before their they got their equipment from me so this is what they sounded like right here
3: I tried running once. (laughs) Once. I did. He said once,
4: once, folks.
3: Once. People talk about the runner's high. It's there. No. I got a hold of some (laughs) bad stuff because all I got was caked and salty. It was disgusting. No, I'll tell
4: you something. That's good. But the more you run the the uh, the harder it is to salt over because your 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 pores stay clean after you've run you have to run a lot oh, is that what it is uh, and then you start getting the access to the endorphins because at first you just build up lactic acid and it blocks all of that stuff <laughs> um, you know I tell you what there is a runner's high I think that's the natural
0: opiates that God gave us that's just my opinion all right so there you go that is that is one of their prior episodes, and that's what their audio sounded like, which wasn't horrible. I mean, it really wasn't. Uh, obviously, they're doing quite a bit of a uh, compression on there, but they're doing compression on uh, on some mics that you know th- th- they could have been improved upon. Uh, so, so here's what they sound like now, and I'm th- now I'm going to play this uh, for those of you who want to go get a sandwich, uh, and that'll become evident here in just a minute where the inside joke is on that. Here's a six-minute and uh, 26-second clip from their show, their relaunch episode. And this is just, I I do want to let you know, full disclosure, I did edit this down just a little bit. So here you go. We're not Christian.
3: We're we're not
4: Christian Radio.
0: We're Christians
4: on the radio.
3: Completely different intro this time bill
4: it does sound it we don't have anything like uh, hot coming in like
3: that yeah. yeah good stuff right all right so today is the official relaunch of revelation and truth <laughs> cool stuff i'm loving it i still like the intro I, i'm digging the still music love the intro dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. yeah i'm loving that intro that's man great. it's cool stuff that's great for people who have been faithfully listening to us, and people who go into iTunes and and get our back catalog, you're probably going to hear a difference—big difference—in uh, our sound today because uh, we we have uh, we decided that this was working, and and we went ahead and we purchased some equipment. Uh, I want to give some some credit. I want to give some honor to someone who has been an inspiration to me. Um, because of, of what's been happening in his life i'm gonna tell his story a little bit but you can you can go and check out his podcast and hear you know more about it's phenomenal the stuff from, from the phenomenal. horse's mouth but there's a uh a man named cliff ravenscraft who runs gspn.tv he's a uh, podcasting and new media consultant and he sells equipment now i've been listening to his shows since I first uh the first show I listened to was his weekly Lost podcast. Yes, I'm a Lost fan. If you don't like it, I couldn't care less. I I, I hate it for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. I know it, and I'm proud of it. So I'm listening to that show, and he has these other shows. He has a great show called About the Church. Wait a
4: minute, man. I don't think I could recite those numbers as quickly as you
3: just did. That's scary. I love the show Lost, but that's kind of, I mean, anyway, go ahead. They're they're ingrained on me. Cliff has this great show called About the Church, and uh, it was the second show that I started listening to with him. and. Uh, on their official relaunch, uh, they were asking for callers, and I called, and I left this ridiculously long message. And <laughs> Not uh, you, James, not he you. And, uh, <laughs> he and his co-host said, uh, you know, like, yeah, we're going to play this call from James. We're going to go get a sandwich while he, <laughs> while he talks. <laughs> um, so, uh, and that's, that's kind of how I, I connected with him. And then when we started doing this bill, Um, my first thought was, okay, you know, we'll, we'll do the radio thing because we had openings for for radio, Sure, but let's do podcasting as well, because the great thing about podcasting is it's personal, it's on demand. You know, you can listen to it when you want to listen to it. Oh, I missed the show at 12, man. Just download the podcast. You're good to go. So I called, uh, Cliff Ravenscraft. And first of all, it was the strangest thing because I'm calling Cliff Ravenscraft that I've been, I've been listening to him for a year. He's kind of, you know, he's one of my heroes. He he left, I think he was in, in life insurance with a family business, his, his dad's business, for 15 years, making a ton of money, just, you know, just doing great things. And he really feels God calling him into podcasting and new media as a ministry. And so he went ahead and and bit the bullet and did it. He, he said, Dad, I got to go do this thing. And he did it. And so now he sells equipment and he uh, consults with podcasting and that kind of thing. Helps people set up podcasts of their own and that kind of stuff. Because I I want to jump in here and say this. Uh
4: Anybody can put something on the internet. That's true. And anybody can jump in there and it's real easy to do. Mm -hmm. But to make it sound good, to make it sound professional and enjoyable, that's a whole different category to, to itself. So I called
3: up Cliff Ravenscraft. You were there with me when I yes, first met the call. There. I was there. We were at, uh, it was the second part of our, our business meeting. We had gone to get some lunch. And I said, well, let, let me just call him up because we'll see about making this order. And I called and left a voicemail. He called back a few minutes later. And I remember you made fun of me, Bill. Yes, I did. Because, because you were hero worshiping. I was I was hero worshiping just a little bit.
4: Cliff called me. Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cliff Ravenscraft is on my phone. Oh, my
3: and uh, I got to tell you, uh, just to, to tell you part of the story that you don't know. A few days, uh, a few days ago, he calls me up, and I'm, I'm looking at my phone. Oh, it's Cliff. And I answer, "Hey, Cliff. Hey, James, my friend. How you doing?" I was like, "A little part of me was like, 'Oh my God, Cliff!" She said, "James, my friend. How you doing?" Oh my God, Lily. it was so great. Okay, so here's what happened. Here's why I want to want to mention this because we we placed the order, and Cliff just went so far above and beyond. I mean, it was, uh, I said, Cliff, let me tell you exactly what I'm doing and what I think we need. And I explained it, and he said, well, you could do this, this. He went over these whole things. And uh, there were a couple of options, and he wasn't sure which way to go. So one day he calls me, and he says, hey, are you near uh, an internet connection? I said, yeah. He says, go to my website and look at my live video feed. And he walks me through his studio, Mm. Bill. He's like, he's showing me all these things. I'm like, who would do this? exactly for you exactly as a customer you know i'm not going to call up any of the i almost said the name of some stores <laughs> i can't go into Dude. my local guitar store yeah my local guitar store or my local music center
4: yes <laughs> and and get that kind of yeah service.
3: Like, yeah man you can get those if you like they're pretty good yeah sure the, uh, and
4: the teenager going through puberty behind the the background, yeah. popping a zit in the mirror, going,
3: <laughs> "Yeah, dude, sounds good, man. Thank you." So I, I want to give some honor to Cliff Ravenscraft over GSPN TV because he he just went overboard and has not stopped being a a, a good uh, contact for me on these issues. But beyond that, he's he's really becoming my friend, and I'm I'm loving him even more than i was before which was a lot he's also a friend of 3am ministries and we appreciate him for that so so that's our that's our uh stuff on cliff um and uh just again we're loving you all right so there you go james and
0: bill thank you so much man my head is huge i don't know how i'm gonna get out the door of my studio here but uh anyway folks i tell you i what an honor what an honor and uh you know, it, it it feels good to do what you what you're called to do for a living, and and to do things according to a purpose, and 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 uh, that's what I've been podcasting about the last two episodes prior to this. We're podcasting with a purpose, and you know, it's it's great to see some examples of this. You've got now both both of these clips that I played, both from um, the the before and the after of James and Bill's. Revelation and Truth. It, both of those were clips that didn't really get into the meat of their kind of content. But those are two men who are podcasting with a purpose. Not only that, but you but we had Tess who also is podcasting with a purpose. She's sharing her passion for for living more simply and you know have you discovered what your purpose is, what your passion is? Have you you've got a voice. And this podcasting is an excellent way to let your voice be heard. Folks, thank you for listening to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. I look forward to hearing more of your questions, your feedback. The best way to get in touch with us, you can call us directly at area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Or if you don't have unlimited long distance, you can call us toll-free at one 800 That's one 800 757 1158 I want to hear from you guys. Call in your questions. And again, if you want to if you want to be the person who sets the time and date of the next webinar for equipment and workflow, please email me feedback at gspn.tv. Feedback at gspn.tv, the first person who has a date that matches up with an available date on my calendar, that will be the day and time of the next webinar. Anyway, uh, I'm already at an hour now, so I will let you guys go. I'll be back again next week. And of course, if you need any audio equipment, if you would like some consulting uh, one-on-one, if you need some help with a redesign of your website, whatever the case may be, anything related to podcasting of course you can give me a call directly and yes you can call my cell phone 859-757-1399 and that is for uh direct uh, business only but it is my cell phone call me at 859-757-1399 we'll talk to you soon god bless i'll be back next week